0: Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with your trio of hosts, Jason Grace, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janun. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Here are your hosts, Jason, Rob, and Mike. Welcome back to the Blazing Grace Show. We're meeting
1: again with David Kyle Foster this week. The main man at Mastering Life Ministries and author of the book, Sexual Healing, and producer of the TV show, Pure Passion. Welcome back to the show, David.
2: Oh, great to be with
1: you. Absolutely. Well, it's a blessing to have you back. And guys, what we had a great show last week, so let's just take the momentum right into it. Because I mean, if you're here for sexual healing, if you're dealing with a sexual brokenness of any kind, listeners, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. Uh, this is the place to be. And we've Absolutely. got an amazing guest with an amazingly profound ministry. And so, just to recap, you know, who is David Kyle Foster? Well, David, uh, you know, you've told us uh, that you know you've dealt with uh, sexual brokenness at an, at an early age, as early as nine years old, starting with masturbation and and even uh, feeling suicidal at mm-hmm. that early age, and then uh, co- going into your teen years, kind of rebelling against uh, God and uh, against you know your, your your father who you didn't think loved you, and then. Going into even uh, prostitution in, in Los Angeles and whatnot, so uh, bring us up to speed from there and tell us a little bit more about your sp- story up till today.
2: Well, um, after um, going off the seminary, after getting saved in 1980, um, I worked for the 700 Club as a directed their their call in counseling center in mm. Orange, California wow. for a while, and then went off with YWAM, Youth with a mission, yeah, mm. and then I began Mastering Life Ministries, which is a Basically, an attempt to teach people what God taught me in my own healing process. Mm. And we do that through um, teaching resources, the website. Uh, we have a brand-new TV show that debuts this month, September 19th, on the Sky Angel Satellite Television Network.
1: Wow, um, right. So anybody
2: in the nation who has Sky Angel will pick us up on Channel 9702, which is the Christian Television Network.
1: Mm. Great. Right. Okay, so it's, and it's called Pure Passion. And tell us a little bit more about the show. I mean, obviously, boy, if you're going to do a, a show on sexual brokenness and healing, uh, you know that's going to be pretty confidential, yeah. con- uh, uh,
0: controversial, controversial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that word, <laughs> right?
1: So uh, you're going to get you're going to grab some attention. And so tell us a little bit about what what we can expect from that show.
2: Well, we have four hosts. We have Cy Rogers, who's oh, wow. probably the best speaker on sexual brokenness and I've ever heard in oh, the easy. world. Yeah. Alan Chambers, who's the president mm. of Exodus International, is oh, also great. one of our hosts
1: and a former Blazing Grace host as a right. guest. Uh, yes, ways. that's right. Great,
2: uh, Christine Sneringer, who runs the Exodus Ministry out of Dr. D. James Kennedy's Church in Coral, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Great, and myself. So there are four hosts, and each wow. week uh, there's a different host, and we have a different guest and. Uh, we've taped about 50 interviews already, so I can tell you mm, some wow. guests who are coming up. Uh, Stephen Arterburn and Mark Laser and yeah. Diane Langberg and, and the four of us were telling our stories. And
1: wow.
2: um, uh, Christian recording artists like Clay Cross mm-hmm, and Dennis yeah. Turnigan and, right.
1: mm, and the fantastic. lads
2: from New Zealand. So it's a we're going to deal with a different sexual brokenness area each week. Mm-hmm. Heck, we just taped a very fascinating show with Cy Rogers on transgender disorders.
1: Yeah, mm. right. He's got a powerful uh, well, testimony. I can't wait
2: to even see that myself, even right. though I was there during the taping.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Well, tell us, why as listeners should we tune into a TV show like this? I mean, you know, so what? you got a show about sex. So, uh, Well,
2: perhaps 90% of America needs uh, help in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tell pastors, if you have a 16-member pew... Mm-hmm. If, if that pew is full in your church, four of those people are struggling with sexual addiction issues wow. of some kind, wow. whether it be pornography or masturbation or whatever. Yeah. Uh, four, um, four of those people are child abuse victims,
1: mm-hmm. right.
2: and two of those people are struggling with homosexual confusion.
1: Wow.
2: So 10 out of 16 people in that pew are struggling with some area of sexual brokenness, right? Right. and the others have... Friends and acquaintances who are. So wow. all every all sixteen people in that pew need to watch this show. And that's true of every single pew in your church.
1: Right. Wow. Well listen, little sidebar here for pastors. David, you're a son of a pastor, you're a pastor, you deal extensively with pastors. We know that it's one of the hardest things to do to get into a church with mm-hmm. the message of sexual healing. Can you just speak to the heart of pastors for just a second? I mean, if if I'm a pastor listening today, help me deal with this Mm. problem of getting over this powerful message and and the the, the scariness of having that spoken in my church.
2: Well, uh, the first fear of a lot of pastors is I don't know how to minister to sexual brokenness myself,
1: Mm -hmm. therefore...
2: If I let a ministry in to do it, I won't know that they're doing it right, and I and I don't want to risk that my congregation being misled. Right. The problem is most seminaries, even today, don't have any courses on sexual brokenness and how to minister to it. Hmm. That's why we're trying to get our materials into seminary courses, and we've, we've achieved that at Asbury and Trinity Episcopal and several, several seminaries. So um, the first thing a pastor needs to do is, to read Sexual Healing or any like book so that they can become equipped themselves to know when a ministry that ministers to sexual brokenness is right. doing it biblically. Okay. Uh, then they have to understand that, uh, that even though there are going to be people who are going to be upset that the topic is being talked about at all, you've got to bite the bullet and, right. and just do it because your people are hurting. Right. I, mean, hmm. I, I spoke in front of uh, my churches. This is a church that I was in some years ago in Florida. I spoke to my youth group uh, on several occasions, and this was one of the best evangelical, charismatic, godly, biblical churches you could ever find. And I was getting questions from our youth, like, is bestiality okay? Wow. I mean, if you look at the stats, our kids in our churches are acting out sexually just as much as world's kids are. Right. And we're not doing anything about it. We've got
1: to do something about it. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so you're saying to pastors, listen, uh, it's okay that you don't know how to minister to the sexually broken. There's folks out there and information out there that can teach you, so you got to educate yourself. Partner. Right? Yeah. Okay. And then and-
2: I'd recommend bringing in um, somebody who does conferences in this area like Cy
1: Rogers. Right. Right. Or, or Jason like Graves. House. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, but the point is there's plenty of people oh, out yeah. there that will do this for you. Yeah. Subcontract it out. You don't if you don't specialize in this, then get, that's good. You don't right. have to, right. okay? Secondly, you need to anticipate the upset of your congregation uh, because that's uh, for the sake of the hurting. And uh, you remember in the Old Testament, God judged a nation on whether it was uh pure or impure, um, if it was, uh, okay or not based on the sexuality of that nation. And so if he, if he saw that they were not obeying him sexually, that was an unclean nation. So what, what kind of a mandate is that, you know, you can talk to people about lifestyle stuff and help them with their lifestyle, or you can talk to them about these uh, important private inner part things and uh, talk to them about a commission. Because a person who is sexually free is able to give mm-hmm. more. They're mm-hmm. able to tithe more because they're faithful in that area. They're able to give more of their time because it's not wasted on their addiction anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're able to give more of their heart because mm-hmm. they're connected, they're open, to and they're drinking from the living water. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So, all right, I'll step off my soapbox now. <laughs> um, but, but great. So now tell us a little bit more about the book because it sounds like an excellent uh, great title, by the way, Sexual Healing, an uh, excellent tool for educating folks about ministering to the sexu- sexually broken.
2: Well, this book, uh, the first section of the book, covers the, it lays the foundation. And the foundation for healing of any brokenness, sexual or not, is developing intimacy with God. So in the first part of the book, I tried to talk about what intimacy with God is, what it looks like, how you achieve it, uh, what the roadblocks are to it. Then I talk about grace and how that transforms us rather than law. Then I talk about uh, the root causes of most sexual brokenness, the things that go wrong in family systems, uh, abuse and such. And then then I deal with individual sexual issues chapter by chapter, from homosexuality to child abuse to sex addiction to mm-hmm. pornography to masturbation. Mm-hmm. So I deal with each of them individually. So. And we have an entire video course based on the book as well, a 15-videotape course that that I created for churches to use in counseling. Right. So you can take a video uh, that is based on one of the chapters in the book and uh, show it to your client before you even start counseling. It will save you weeks of counseling.
1: Right. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Great. So uh, what's the best way for um, our listeners to get a hold of the, uh, the book. What's the best way to get a hold of, of a copy of Sexual Healing?
2: Uh, you can get it from any Christian bookstore, any, any Internet book selling, you know, Christian book distributors is a great place. Uh, mm-hmm. Even Walmart.com. That's, actually, that's the best price for the book is Walmart.com.
1: Great.
2: It's a $20 book, but I think they have it for 12 something Wow. Fantastic. And you can get it from our website um, at masteringlife.org.
1: Okay. Perfect.
3: You know, uh, I've said this before, but I just want to say it again, because what I sense here is that, uh, you know, the world has a message. The enemy is pushing this this sexual brokenness or, you know, that sex will take care of your intimacy issues. And, and I feel that it's just so important that we are provocative about this message, that we get out there and share that that is not the answer for, for our broken hearts. Right.
1: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. So I really appreciate your ministry, David. It sets people
2: free when you say the words and you admit that you have struggled with them. It sets them free Mm -hmm. to seek out help for their own brokenness.
1: Yeah, and it's a very loving thing to be that real. I mean, obviously, David, you're, you're a very loving person to be this authentic with your story. And, you know, people are drawn to that. Right. And listen, I mean, if you're hurting out there today, I mean, if you're hurting and you need love and compassion get around the people who are going to be authentic about their story. Right? You know why? Because they've received much forgiveness, and they have much forgiveness to offer you. And I know, Rob, you know, Mike, we've been forgiven much, so we right. have uh, much to forgive and, and to minister to people out of that forgiveness and that love. But, I mean, it's, it's scary. And, David, maybe you can uh, talk a little bit about what is scary about love, because I know that some people, it's not that they can't get help, it's that they won't get help.
2: Yeah, well... They're afraid of being rejected because every time Mm -hmm. they've tried to love Mm -hmm. in the past, somebody has done them in. They've they've taken advantage of their heart, opened heart, or whatever. So they're afraid of intimacy because when they've tried it in the past, they've been hurt. Right. But the good thing about intimacy with God is there is absolutely no chance of rejection. right. Because Mm -hmm. Christ has paid the penalty for anything you have done that's been wrong. He's already purified you through his mm-hmm. own blood, and so there is no chance of rejection from God when you approach him. Mm. Um, so there's that fear of intimacy because of ex- past experiences. Right. Also, there's a fear of love because uh, people are afraid of the requirements of love. Right. If I love you, that means I have to enter into a certain amount of uh, level of commitment
1: towards right. you. Right.
2: And people don't like to commit, so they have to grow up. They have to get out of that childlike uh, unwillingness to commit and, and grow up and become mature.
1: Right. And one of the things that I think people need to mature in is that, you know, our culture doesn't dictate how we think about sex. God shows us how we are to think about sex. And I know right. one lie that I, I know you could speak to quite poignantly being a single person is that, uh, especially as guys, is that, hey, we need a release. You know, and, and so, you know, maybe masturbation is okay for me because I'm, I'm single. I don't have another outlet.
2: Yes, simply untrue. I I even called doctors before I wrote my book to make sure. There's absolutely no medical evidence that there's any necessity
3: for masturbation. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Hold the presses. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Can you say that again for our listeners? Because I'll tell you, I I took a sex therapy course, a secular sex therapy course, and I'll tell you, they are pushing masturbation like you would not believe. So say that again, David.
2: There's no medical evidence, and if you call your local doctor and you get, if you get him to be honest with it, he'll tell you there's no medical evidence that there's any need for masturbation. Right. The Bible has natural processes for dealing with uh, the buildup of hormones Nocturnal or whatever through wet yeah. dreams and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, um, but the, the, really, the way to win someone's heart in the sex world— <laughs> I can say it that way. Well, it is. It's <laughs> to just talk about why God made us sexual beings, right. why he designed us this way, why he wants us to go into single, monogamous, heterosexual, committed pairs in marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's all because we are a symbol here on the earth of the eventual marriage of Christ and the
1: Church. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: The human sexuality and marriage is a prefigurement. It is a type and a foreshadowing of that final marriage when Christ marries the church. Mm. That's why we're to remain faithful. That's
3: why it's to be two opposites attracting each other. The mystery of God is found in marriage. The mystery of the church is found in marriage. So, David, what do you tell the guy who's single, who's laying there late at night, and he's got the burning going on, what do you tell them to do specifically to handle that and to cope with it?
2: Well, different things at different times. Turning to the Lord is the most obvious one, and saying, "Lord, I am, I am feeling physically out of control here. Would you please send a supernatural impartation mm-hmm. to quench this fire in me?" Now, a lot of people are, are afraid of praying that because they're afraid if they ask God to quench the fire, then it won't come back, and mm. then what happens when they get married? <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's 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 a fear of God that's untrue. Mm-hmm. He will not only quench the fire, he will allow it to come back when you finally marry. And
3: right. the fire's different, because, you know, I mean, I understand that, you know, your first year of marriage is basically kind of learning that, but but the fire is different, because it's the draw to intimacy if it's healthy, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, yeah,
1: good word, good word. Hmm. What about people that take their stuff, like me, into their marriage, David? Because, I mean, part of the thing was, I didn't think that, um, you know, getting married... <coughs> would uh, just cure my sexual addiction and my sexual brokenness. Right. But I thought it would really help. And so sure. in a way, I was really, I really was looking for it to, to be the answer. Uh, but I know there are many who just think that, oh, you know, this will just go away after I get married.
2: Yeah, that's a big mistake. Um, when you establish a pattern in the way you operate sexually before marriage, that pattern will remain after, after you're married. So if yeah. you've been practicing masturbation on a daily basis or whatever, you, you have programmed your body to expect a mm-hmm. certain number of releases right. in a certain time frame. Yeah. And when you marry somebody, they're not necessarily going to be uh, willing or able to handle that level of expectation. Right. Uh, also, you're, you're going to be programming your mind to many varieties of unholy fantasies. Right. Uh, that will not go away once you are married either. Right. And what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for disappointment in the marriage bed by mm-hmm. establishing a pattern of masturbation and pornography and anything immoral prior to marriage. Mm-hmm. And I, I recommend to any young person who has started down that trail, turn around now. Because every pornographic picture you look at, every fan- masturbation fantasy you, ha- you have, that will remain in your memory banks until you die. And, and Satan will trigger those memories as a plague in your life. And I mm-hmm. I have that plague in my own life, even today. All, memories of things I did when I was young, pleasures I had, I have to battle them constantly by turning to the Lord for his help. Mm-hmm. And I brought a plague upon myself that I didn't necessarily have to bring upon myself.
3: Mm-hmm. Archibald Hart did a uh, survey in his book, The Sexual Man, where he found that 60%, 61%, I think, of married Christian men were masturbating at least once a week. So what do you say to the guy who says, well, my wife's not giving it to me, it's been once a month, so I'm going to take matters into my own hands?
2: I teach them about the reason behind the divine marriage. Hmm. I actually have a second book called Transformed Into His Image, and Mm -hmm. one of the chapters in that book is called The Divine Marriage. And And I tell them about why God made us male and female, and what each uh, aspect of that symbolizes. The selfless, self-giving is, is supposed to typify the sexual act between husband and wife.
3: Yeah, 1 Corinthians 3, 7 or 8, I think it is, right? Mm-hmm.
2: And masturbation is completely opposite to that uh, symbolism. Right. Right. It is a self-centered, self-focused act. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you're, you're going against the very reason and purpose of sexuality when
1: you go down that road. Yeah, so masturbation is antithetical to the design of se- sexuality right. for human beings.
3: Exactly. Right. And, you know, one of the things uh, we talk about a lot just in understanding the brain is you develop neurological pathways. We know this through brain imaging and all that, that you can literally develop the structure to have these fantasies. It's kind of like a super highway. Mm-hmm. So the more you practice this in, the more you do it, just like any kind of training, the right. better you get. Right. So, you you know, don't practice something that's going to end up causing
1: you a lot of pain in your life. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. If you were to dig a ditch between the street and the sidewalk, and every day you walk in a ditch down to the store and back. And over time, that ditch gets deeper and wider because of the erosion. And, you know, even if you wanted to walk on the street or the sidewalk, uh, because of that erosion, there'd be a, a propensity to fall back in the right. ditch. And that's right. really the addiction on the, on the neurological level in right. your brain, the physical right. structure of your brain. So. Kind of like the process of conditioning Pavlov's dogs, right. right? Ring the bell, feed the dog. So this is what we're doing to ourselves when we take you know matters into our own hands, so to speak. All right. Yeah. So, um, but David, now listen. Uh, when if we can just end on this, um, we know because of First uh, Thessalonians five twenty three that we are to be sanctified, body, mind, and spirit. And so, sex obviously is not just a spiritual problem. And you kind of alluded to this when you started talking about what happens in the brain. But what, el- what else do we need to look at along those lines be- besides just praying about it?
2: Well, there's the demonic realm as well. Um, there are family line, uh, the sins of the fathers being passed hmm. down. You have to deal with these um, dimensions of the problem as well. Often there is a family history of a particular kind of sexual acting out okay. that can be discovered. Um, and you just pray. Um, it's very clear in Ezekiel 18 that in any generation— when a son or a daughter decides not to go along with the sins of the fathers, God will right. break that curse in that mm-hmm. generation. Mm-hmm. So you just pray for God to do that. Mm-hmm. You find that there's a pattern in your family line history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the demonic realm, the stronghold realm. You, you, just, you don't go on a demon hunt, but you do um, keep your spiritual eyes open. Right? Mm-hmm. You ask the Holy Spirit to reveal anything at that level that may be present. And then you use the authority that God has given you as a disciple and cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ. And praying that with other strong believers is mm. a good uh, recommendation as well.
1: Amen. Wow. Well, David, thanks once again for awesome. being with us, brother. It's been a blessing.
3: Yeah. Thank you, too. Thank so you, if David. So
1: you want to get in touch with David Kyle Foster at Mastering Life Ministries, you can go on the web at masteringlife.org. Look for his book, Sexual Healing, and uh, the upcoming TV show, uh, Pure Passion, starting, I think you said, David, uh, September 18th or 19th?
2: September 19th, 19th. 11 p.m. Eastern on Sky Angel.
1: 11 p.m. Eastern on Sky Angel. That's channel 9702. Um, we would love to, uh, of course, have your help. Um, Rob's going to share his heart about uh, benefiting the Ministry of Blazing Grace. We are, of course, on the air in Colorado Springs and all over the Internet, iTunes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. OnePlace.com and course, archived at blazinggrace.org, and now we've just gone into Los Angeles, Rob, so yeah. uh, that's a lot of money.
3: <laughs> a lot of money, but you know, I don't know, uh, I just listening to David, talking with David, uh, I'm just touched at the fact that God loves to heal people, and if mm. that is something that's in your heart today, mm. that you want to be part of God touching somebody's life, and sexual brokenness is just a big issue today in our uh, society, so consider, would you please prayerfully consider donating to this show. What we want to do and what we feel that God has called us to do is to reach our culture for Christ through this healing. So please
1: consider, prayerfully consider doing this with us. Amen. And you can just listen to the end of the show where if you need to talk with a therapist, Rob and I are available for telephone counseling. And uh, if you want to get in touch with Mike at Blazing Grace, you can email him. That's mike at blazinggrace.org. And, uh, of course, you've got all the archived radio shows Mm -hmm. uh, on on the uh, radio show page. So God bless you. Uh, Tune in next week. We're
0: excited to have... Shared Hope on the Air with Linda Smith. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Blazing Grace show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Bla- Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at www.blazinggrace.com. Blazinggrace.org. That's W B L A Z I N G G R A C E dot O-R-G forward slash radio.htm. On that page, you'll find a downloadable copy of this show, or you can visit oneplace.com under Ministries. Look for Blazing Grace Radio. If you want help resolving a sexual addiction, you can reach Rob McIntyre and Jason Graves toll-free by dialing eight seven seven five nine zero 590 soul That's 8 7 75907685 Desire for a specific subject to be covered on Blazing Grace? Tell Mike Janung what you want covered. You can email Mike at mike the symbol at BlazingGrace.org. We look forward to sharing more Blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening, and may God shine His grace upon you. Are
3: you with me? It's time to be free to live for God.